people there. I was literally just settling in for the rest of it. You'll have to come back next week. Um, that's what we'll have to do. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, good to see you. Oh, hello. It's nice to have some feedback. Uh, it's really good to uh, have the opportunity to open God's Word with you this morning. My name's Lawrence, if we've not yet met, and I'm part of the leadership here. Today, you've heard we are starting a new series together called Joshua, Are We There Yet? And we're going to be diving in and out of this Old Testament book to see what God does to bring about his plans and his purposes for his people. And we're going to be thinking, what can we learn from their experience? Now, if you've ever looked at the book of Joshua, you cannot avoid the level of energy that is found within the narrative. This story has momentum. God is on the move. Joshua is leading the people. They're going places into the promised land. It's a deeply significant moment in the story of God's people, the people of Israel. And as you skim through the book, you'll find accounts of victories and stories of promises fulfilled. But the whole book ends with a challenge from Joshua to the people. Will they live faithfully? Time and again, they've seen God demonstrate his faithfulness. And we saw some of that in that video, didn't we? The sending out of the spies, the crossing of the Jordan River. There's the victory at Jericho, the division of the land. And yet at the end of all of this and more, as readers, when we look at the end of this story, we want to ask the question, have this group of people really understood the point? They've seen miracle after miracle and provision after provision. And yet, chapter 24, when the people say that they'll serve the Lord, there's a sense for us in which it's hanging in the air somewhat. And we want to ask, will they? Will they, what will they do next? Have they really arrived at the destination they set out for? And this is the frame I want to give you at the beginning of this teaching series that we're going to share together. This is the picture. The people of God are in the car. They've packed the bus. The gear is in the back. Joshua's at the wheel. They're on their way. But are they going to reach their destination? Are they there yet? And whilst it's a story for them back then, it's also a story for us right now because we've packed our lives up to live for Christ, haven't we? We're in the car, the church. We're trying to live faithfully for Jesus, but are we there yet or have we still got some way to go? Well, this series is going to help us to answer that question. So buckle up. There's going to be some great sights along the way. We might encounter some difficult, challenging conditions. Who knows? We might even need to get Google Maps out every now and then to get us back on our track. But we're on our way, so let's see where we end up. And the starting point for our journey is Joshua chapter 1. So let's turn there together. It's not that long a chapter, so we'll read uh, most of it. So follow along if you would like to. After the death of Moses, uh, of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then... You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the, de- uh, from the desert to Lebanon and from the, Hittite con- uh, sorry, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. You, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right, to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you east of the Jordan. But all your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you. And then the passage continues on as the people respond to that command. And the people encourage Joshua with the words, only be strong and courageous. There's some words in this text that we are all super familiar with, isn't there? That many of us take great comfort in and encouragements from. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. This is good news. And if you hear nothing else this morning, hear this. You are not alone. The Lord your God is with you. I don't know if you're anything like me, but since 2019, I've been stuck on my news feeds, and uh, the world feels like a scary place. Life seems like it might be getting harder. But do not be discouraged, for the Lord is with you. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, present by his Holy Spirit, the Comforter. You are not alone. He is with you. If you hear nothing else, hear that this morning. Okay, let's look at this text then. There's three kinds of thematic ideas that I want to draw on as we look at this introduction to this new leader, Joshua, uh, as I think it can help us as we think about and consider our own faith journeys as we seek uh, as faithful disciples to move forward with Jesus. So I've got three points straight away that I want to emphasize because I think this chapter encourages us to step up, to move out, and to stay together. But before we look at each of those points, it probably would help us to know who this chap Joshua is. Well, Joshua was born in Egypt, and he was Moses' right-hand man during the Exodus and the desert wanderings. And we read about him a number of times. One such time is Exodus 17. And uh, I wonder if you'll remember this, where there's the battle with the Amalekites. Do you remember? And Moses is up, the, up on top of the hill, and when he holds his hands up, to the, to the sky, um, the Israelites are winning, and when he puts them down, the enemies are advancing. Do you remember that story? Well, it was Joshua who was, selected, who was asked to select the men to go in to battle, and then he was to lead them into battle there. 
So as we start to read back, there's this picture forming that Moses has been investing in Joshua's own learning and his experience. But we also read this beautiful moment in uh, verse 14 of that chapter that the Lord is interested in Joshua's growth and development. And uh, the Lord says to Moses, tell Joshua, tell Joshua. He's interested. He wants Joshua to know uh, what he's saying to Moses. So there's a sense that Joshua is being deliberately trained And uh, just as a side point, really early on, um, I want to say that as important as as it is what we do for the Lord is equally important is who we raise up for the Lord. Yeah? As important as what we do for the Lord is equally important as who we raise up for him. And that's what's going on in these early days of Joshua. And uh, we know this is important, don't we? In Deuteronomy 11, we're encouraged to teach the the laws of the Lord, to teach the Lord's teaching to our children. Verse 19 of chapter 11 of Deuteronomy, teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. We have a responsibility to teach the next generation, to raise them up. And Psalm 145 says, one generation commands your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. So early on, I know it's early, I'm very sorry. Here's a big question. Who are you raising up for the Lord? Who are you intentionally equipping and training, maturing, helping them to shape up for the Lord? Moses was raising Joshua up. And that's what's going on in Exodus 17. So Joshua is not only getting a frontline education to become a good military commander, he's also learning where victory comes from. You can picture it, can't you? Joshua's down on the battlefield, and as he looks up to the hill, he can see Moses, and he notices that when Moses' hands are raised towards heaven, which Moses says when his hands are raised towards the throne, when his hands are raised up, the battle's going in their favor. But then when Joshua looks up, and he notices when Moses' hands are lowered, the victory's not so easily on its way. So Joshua is early on knowing and learning where power and authority and victory ultimately comes from. We can skip ahead to Exodus 24, and Joshua has a front row seat to Moses receiving the law on the stone tablets. Verse 13 tells us in that story that Moses and his helper Joshua set out. Joshua was alongside Moses, talking, thinking, sharing as Moses ascended the mountain of God. As his helper, Joshua would have had an incredible opportunity to learn from Moses, seeing what his relationship with God was like in action. It would be like the most involved work placement experience or apprenticeship you could ever get. And then, after all of these experiences, there's a beautiful moment in Deuteronomy uh, 31 where Moses wants to encourage Joshua in front of the assembled people of Israel. So in Deuteronomy 31, verse 7, it says this, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Be strong and courageous, for you must go with these people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be discouraged. It's interesting, isn't it, how... Moses obviously saw there was something that Joshua was wrestling with in his own sense of confidence. And even when we pick up in a moment, Joshua chapter 1, the Lord is still trying to help Joshua uh, with those uh, challenges. But just imagine that moment 
in, uh, in front of the assembled people of God, um, you know, the, of Israel, Moses hands over the baton, in a sense, of leadership to Joshua with the encouragement to be strong and courageous, not to be afraid, but to have confidence in the Lord's promises and his presence. And then in a few short chapters later, uh, in verse 30, chapter 34, we learn that Moses has died, and it's recorded there that Joshua was filled with wisdom and uh, that Moses had also at his t- that time placed his hands on him as a symbol of blessing and continuity of ministry and leadership. And after all of that education and encouragement, we land at Joshua chapter 1. It's now up to Joshua. And yet Joshua still needs encouragement to step up into his calling. At the end of verse 1, the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, my servant is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready. Get ready, Joshua. Step up. Now's the time. It's you, Joshua, that I've chosen. Verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people. Joshua, you're the leader. Step up. You're going to lead them. Verse 9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I'm with you, Joshua. Joshua's been with Moses as Moses has followed the Lord, and this is his moment to step up into his new calling as leader, and the Lord himself is encouraging him to do so. And I just wonder this morning how many of us need to hear again and believe that we are a called people of God. You are a called person of God. You are called to join in with the Lord as he brings about the fulfillment of his kingdom here on earth. The, the word calling is, is kind of Christian gobbledygook, isn't it? It's the thing that we believe the Lord is asking us to do, what he's inviting us to participate in. And what an incredible privilege it is that the God of all creation, the one who holds uh, life itself together, should choose to invite you and call you to participate in, uh, with, join in with him with something that he's already doing. Like What an incredible privilege that is. And we've been looking at that sort of stuff in the life of our church, haven't we? We did a series a little while ago about uh, gifts of the Spirit, in, and we looked at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's the, the being the part of the church body stuff, the body of Christ. We each have a job to do, a function to fulfill. We're all needed. Each part is equal and important. We're called to a particular ministry. But when we sometimes look at that, we noted a few months ago, didn't we, that when we look at the ministry of others, sometimes when we play the comparison game, we can feel a bit overwhelmed, that I could never fulfill a calling like that. But I want to encourage you this morning, there were no greater shoes to fill than Moses's, and Joshua stepped up, and he did that. And I want to encourage you that each one of us can step up and fulfill our calling with the help of Jesus with us. So if you're at the beginning of discovering what your calling is, or even if you maybe have a sense of calling and you put it on the back burner, uh, the word for you today is to step up. Be strong. Be courageous. Get ready. Step up. And if you don't know what your calling is, if you don't know what the Lord is leading you to, then we have a really wonderful ministry team who would love to spend some time with you, praying and listening to the Lord, hearing what is on your heart, and helping you to discern uh, God's will. So our first challenge today is, well, I snuck in an earlier one, didn't I? But our first challenge today is to step up into the calling that God is giving you. 
And then we read in verse 10 these words. So Joshua ordered. When we step up into all that God is calling us to do, it requires that we move out to fulfill that calling. We have to take action. Our calling can't be a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. It has to become a reality. We cannot live faithfully for God by osmosis, where we're faithful because the people around us are faithful. And we can't live for God uh, faithfully by proxy. You know, we, we pay for someone else to do that in the life of church. We have a responsibility to step up, to move out, and take action towards the things that God is calling us and leading us to. Joshua stepped up into his call of leadership, and he moved out and took action. He ordered the men. The challenge for us from this chapter is that, if, is that we have to take action if we want to live faithfully and in line with the will of God. One of my favorite Bible verses is from Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 25, and it says this, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The Spirit is on the move. God is on the move. And we have to be on the move if we want to keep up with him if we want to keep in step with what he's doing. So faithful living, it starts with a step. So here's a question for you this morning. As you step up and move out, what direction does your next step need to land in? Just take a moment. What specific action do you need to take as a result of reaffirming your calling today? What's your next step? What do you need to do? Well, Joshua, he got to work. He ordered them, the people, told them what they needed to do, stepping up into his calling of leadership, moving out as he starts leading the people. What do you need to do? But this chapter, so it's encouraging us to step up, to move out, but it's also encouraging us to stay together. You'll pick up from verse 12 that the tribes of uh, Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh are already in the land of their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan. So there is perhaps no compelling reason for them to leave their families and risk vulnerability across the river. Now, Joshua would have known this from his long mentorship with Moses. We know this because we looked at Exodus 17. It's got nothing to do with the number of people that you take into battle. It's got everything to do with the presence of God. So why then call on those tribes? This is what I think this morning. I think the people of God are better together than when they are apart. And I think we are better together than when we are apart. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, doesn't it? We know these words well. Don't give up meeting together, but encourage one another. Don't give up meeting as some are doing, but encourage each other. As we step up, as we move out, we have an opportunity to encourage each other in our callings and in the activities we take for the Lord. And we've already brought to our awareness this morning that image of the body of Christ, all parts working together, Jesus as the head uh, leading uh, the body. We have God's work to join in with. And as we go to join in, we go together. Scripture tells us where two or three are gathered, there the Lord is also. So we go together, but we go with the Lord. We enjoy the presence of God. As Christians, we're not 
called to be loose cannons, but we're called to community. We're called to church, and we find in church as we come together, we find our sense of uh, place and, uh, in a sense, some purpose as we join in with the body of Christ. And as we come together, we are able to discern God's will with each other. It's why it's important to be at church members' meetings. (laughs) Chris didn't tell me to say that. (laughs) But if it's better for us to be together, I want to offer a bold and direct challenge to some of you this morning. For those of you who are more senior in years or perhaps more experienced in walking with the Lord, if we're to be a community that encourages each other, I want to ask you, just like Moses equipped Joshua for ministry, who has the Lord placed on your heart as a responsibility to equip them for ministry in a life of discipleship? Who are you passing the baton on to? Because there's no retirement for the Christian. Just another step forward in your onward journey of faith. And here's a challenge to the young or perhaps those who would say that they're less experienced in living for Jesus. When you look around this church, who does the Lord highlight to you as someone to learn from? How do you need to respond? What attitudes do you need to adopt in order to learn and grow in your faith even more than you're already doing? There's two very direct challenges if we're going to be a community that stays together and encourages one another. There's a risk for all of us, isn't there, that we can feel something like these three tribes. We've reached our inheritance. But the encouragement from this text is that as the church advances into the world, so we do together, each person playing their part, no one checking out, no one left behind We do this together. We enjoy fellowship with each other and with God as he is present by his spirit. So this chapter then, it's about Joshua stepping up into his calling of leadership. It's about moving out and taking action as a leader. And it's about the people of God staying together as they go. So this morning has been an opportunity for us to reaffirm the calling that God has placed on each of our lives, whether that be a specific ministry a reminder of who you are in Christ, or indeed, it might be a calling into relationship with him for the very first time. And we would say, if that's you, please talk to us because we want to celebrate that journey and join in with you. It's been a challenge to take action, hasn't there, this morning, to move out into the area of ministry and calling that the Lord has for you, a response to the invitation that he's making to you. And finally, there's been a reminder that as we share as Christ's body, as church family, as community of God's people, we are to go together and encourage one another. So then, as I close these thoughts, may you, like Joshua, step up into your calling. May you move out and take action for the sake of the kingdom. And as you do so, may you remember that you are a part of an incredible church community. And may you, just like Joshua, may you be strong. May you be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. But may you be confident that the Lord goes with you 
wherever he leads you. Let's pray together. Father God, we want to thank you for who you are, that you are God of the universe, and yet you call us to partner with you, to join in with what you're already doing in the world. Father, we thank you that we're a called people, that you have a special calling for each one of us. And we thank you for the challenge to move out and to take action and to do the thing that you've placed on our hearts. Father, we thank you for the church, your community, the people of God. We thank you that we get to support one another. And in doing so, in encouraging one another, we find joy in the presence of your Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, just now, we invite you to come and continue your work amongst us. Come and minister to each one of us. Reaffirm our callings. Stir us to action as we find fulfillment in your community of people. We thank you, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray.